0: If you're thinking about building a new home, but haven't found that perfect piece of property yet, well, you're going to want to watch this video. We've got a local expert here today to talk about everything you need to know about finding that perfect piece of property. I'm Justin Jankowski and I'm joined today by John Went and Nate Olson from Next Home Priority. Nate, why don't we talk a little bit about your background and what the process looks like when clients reach out to you and start that property search process and don't forget to tell them i know you're not going to bring it up yourself but don't forget to tell people about that uh, award you recently won too that was pretty awesome
1: yeah so hey thanks for having me um i was a teacher for 14 years and um transitioned into real estate had a love for it started investing in in rental properties myself when i was a teacher and um, just kind of felt like it was a natural fit so made that transition uh, recently, won the two thousand twenty-two National Rising Star Award for the Next Home Franchise, which was which was a pretty cool award, and um, very thankful for that. To work with great people.
2: Tell us a little bit about what what does that initial process look like when uh, when a client first reaches out to you and and says, you know, hey, we're looking for land. I guess what are some some things you go through with them?
1: Yeah, so we have a meeting. Kind of start to discuss, all right, what are you looking for? What are your goals? What is this land going to be used for? Is it is it hunting property? Are you going to be building a home? Um, are you going to be putting a camper out there? And from there, I think it's important to meet with a with a reputable lender. Find out what you're approved for. What, what can you afford? And then have that, that conversation, whether it be with yourself or a spouse maybe. And just because you can afford a certain price, what do you want to spend, right? Do we want to be, you know... House poor as my dad always called it growing up. And and you know, if you still want to go on vacations and still wanna to, wanna to do stuff or or build that that beautiful golden eagle log home, you know, we we can't spend all of our money on this land. So let's set a budget and then let's start our search. So after that, we can look at different areas that we wanna be in. And then, you know, what, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the land on the lake? Are you looking for five acres? Are you looking for, for 20 acres or, or maybe 100 acres? And do you want to be doing some fishing on that property? Do you want to be doing duck hunting, just enjoying nature? Do you want to be close to uh, four-wheeler trails? Things like that. So from there, we set up our search and you will start getting automatic, automated uh, text messages or emails when properties come up that, that check those boxes, and then we discuss when we want to go take a tour.
2: One question I get asked a lot, Nate, is when a customer calls, they say, well, I'm working with a realtor, but how do I know for sure that that land's going to be buildable?
1: Yeah, so you want to work with a local agent that um, has those connections, maybe with the planning and zoning, um, knows who to call to find out, yeah, if we if we buy this land, can we even build this house, right? Is this you know um, land going to be suitable for a 3,000 square foot house, or can we only build a 1,000 square foot house? Can we build a house at all? Um, and you don't maybe wanna build in an area that they're going to have a storage unit right next to you, like commercial buildings, right? We, want, we might wanna be in a residential area. So um, first off, you can, you can kind of call the city or the, the local um, government, I guess, right? Talk to the zoning. And then during the offer as well, if you're not sure, we can put those in there as contingencies. So those contingencies are put in there to, to protect our buyers, to make sure that if we do go through with this land, that we are able to use this land for, for what we're intending it to be used for.
0: Awesome. That's a huge piece of information yep. right there. I think a lot of, a lot of clients are building in areas they're not from, you know, these are second homes sometimes that, that we're building and the, yeah, they're, they're scared that maybe they don't know if they, you know, they buy this piece of property. They spend these, you know, thousands of dollars on this property. And then come to find they can't build on it, and then what they do? What do they do with that property? That's a huge, huge piece of mind, just right there. That's awesome. That's great information.
1: Yeah. So when when we purchase land, um, the the sellers will always provide us with a vacant land disclosure report. So on there, they have to reveal, you know, to the best of their knowledge, anything that might be um, unique to the land, wrong with the land, or, or special, like like those assessments, uh, special assessments where you might have to pay extra taxes for a lake district because they're doing dredging that year. And all of a sudden your taxes are going to go up by $2,000 for the next three years. Um, there might be something like forest cropland where all of a sudden it's in a DNR program and and you can't you can't clear cut it uh, because it's in this program for another five years. So we want to be aware of that when we're working uh, with our buyers so that we, we can lead them to make the right decision for, for what's best for them.
0: What what are some other things that might restrict people from, from building on a piece of property? Is it like maybe some high water tables or, you know, rock below the ground? Or, or do you see anything like that that might be like physical there, like they can't, they couldn't build on or? You run into situations like that or is that not a concern? Is yes. You...
1: Yep. In our, in our area, I think the water table would be the biggest one. Um, you know, I, other parts of the country, we might be dealing with bedrock, right. And where it's harder to build a basement or it, it's going to be right. much, much more costly. Um, so what, what we do here is a, called a perk test even, you know, to see if it's buildable and can we have septic system out in the country, Um, you know, are, are you going to have a conventional septic system or a mound system? And there's different costs associated with that. So that's something that I want want my buyers to be aware of before they make that purchase.
0: Right. A perk test, I think is just basically digging a hole to see how fast the water drains. Is that correct? It's very,
1: very simple. Again, you know, I, I I don't install the septic systems (laughs) myself, but um they just like you said Justin they they dig a hole and they pour water in it and then they just time to see how long it takes for that water to drain and and they do it in multiple spots and then we'll we'll tell you where you could build or where you could have a a drain field or a septic system
0: I see so sometimes that kind of takes the place I guess of the geotechnical report um but uh yeah I know I think that's a good good thing to do um you know it's I've seen it range from like fifteen hundred to maybe twenty five hundred bucks, and I and I urge clients to do it in those mountain states um, because it could save us huge fees down the road. Like maybe we we could design this property without that report, assuming we're putting in a full basement, and now we start digging the hole and putting the foundation in. Now we're hitting bedrock, so now we got to stop. We got to redesign that home or whatever it may be. So um, that's one thing I I would urge clients to do in maybe those those mountain states, but. And it just
2: saves you on foundation costs too, because if we don't have that information, we're going to assume worst case scenario for the soil conditions. And you may end up with oversized footings or extra rebar in the foundation that maybe you didn't need because, you know, the soil was good enough to go with a little bit smaller footings. But if we don't know that, we're going to assume worst case just to protect
0: ourselves when designing the home. Right. Totally forgot about that point. That's yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned high water tables. Yeah, we, we run into that a lot too. And we see a lot more slab on grade, um, you know, crawl space foundations now uh, just because of those water tables. So, um, But, yeah, slab on grade makes it very easy for that client to, to maneuver through that house, you know, eliminating steps. That's our clientele a lot of times is you know, trying to make that home very livable as they age into that home. So,
1: and so it, it really is amazing, you know, in, in our in our location right half an hour you know 20 miles away we could have a very high water table across the river it's you know very low so it, it really is important to work with local builders real estate agents that that understand the area um because you don't want to be caught on the wrong side of the river where 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 the water <laughs> wrong side table, of the tracks, yes uh, yeah. yep, <laughs> exactly so where you're where you're building in wetlands versus um you know that sandy soil
0: yep
2: very key yep <clears throat> So when a customer reaches out to you, Nate, do they, do you typically, if they're looking for land, do you typically obviously go through where they want to build, what kind of key features are looking for, I guess, is there a criteria beyond just the budget that you're looking at and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we can set up our searches to, you know, cover a hundred mile radius or an entire state, let's say. Um, and then from there, we can kind of break it down by like the size of the property, right? Do they want waterfront property? Do they want more than five acres or, you know, between 20 and 40, somewhere in there? And then we kind of cater that that search to their specific wants and needs. And then it will only pop up properties that check off all those boxes. Okay.
2: Okay. And how often do you guys get advised of property before it even goes to the market that you can maybe refer customers to? Does that happen or?
1: It does happen, okay. so I, I have a long list of people that are ready to buy. You know, 20 <laughs> acres uh, in in our area. Um, everybody wants that chunk of land out in the country, a little piece of heaven out there. Um, and and so there's there's a long waiting list, and a lot of times land is just sold through word of mouth. Um, it doesn't even hit the market, uh, but it is important to to work with somebody and, and let them know that you're looking for land because if you don't if you don't ask then there's no chance for you at all. So whether it's you working through the real estate agent or finding out from, you know, a buddy at work that, hey, their uncle is selling, selling some land on the outskirts, and then you might want to get in there, work with that agent to make a make a uh, an offer that is going to protect you still, but you you get the the fast track i guess and and the first dibs at that lamp
0: for sure you get that insider information working with a specialist or a realtor yeah awesome and and
2: a lot of our customers to justin's point might be looking from outside of their state you know so to not have that inside information it's not like they're ever going to know about that property hitting the market unless they're working with somebody yes who could advise them Mm -hmm. i imagine you're seeing land especially lately kind of go pretty fast too selling quick as soon as it hits
1: yes yep like i said there's there's that long list um we haven't really been a, like if, as far as land goes it's it hasn't seen the um effect of the higher interest rates now people still people are still want it still buying and, yeah uh-huh. still buying it and um in, in our area it a lot of it is tied to whether it's egg land or, or hardwoods um whether it's that swampy land or not and, and that will just affect the price drastically but it, it, it there's, there's there's a wide range, sure. you know, smaller lots, five acre lots are going to go for much higher than, um, you know, per acre, acre than you would right. see like a 40 acre lot go for.
0: Okay. So let's say, um, the client purchased, you know, found that property, um, thinking about buying it or maybe did buy it. Um, you know, and then they're coming to us and they want us to design the home to that property. Um, some of the things that, that we look for when we're, uh, designing a home, to, to a piece of property is a survey or some sort of information about that property. I, I think there's kind of three big or main pieces of information that we're looking for. I mean, it, it's a topographical survey, if, if there's a lot of change in the, in the topography of the land, or maybe it's just a Plata survey. and there's also the situations where there is no survey, it's just a big chunk of land, it's pretty flat, it's pretty easy and an easy designed around. Are those surveys something that um, the seller typically has or is the buyer doing that or or is it both or, or what's the situation there?
1: Yeah, great question. That's uh, that's something that we negotiate. Okay. So um, when we're going up against multiple offers and we know that's a hot property, we might say that, hey, we want it surveyed, but the buyer's going to pay for it. If we know maybe we're the only one on the dance floor, if we might say, hey, we'll give you, you know, We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars for this property but we want you to mark the corners and okay. and pay to have it surveyed so um, yeah great great question
0: okay um, and then you know there's also the water properties or waterfront properties um, that may have certain setbacks within them you know from from the prop or from the water I should say original high water mark is which we see a lot seventy five feet seems to be the magic number but you know it differs from municipality um, so how, how, do, how would somebody find the, the setbacks or th- that information? You know, basically, what we're trying to do is create a building envelope. you know, setbacks from the side lots, maybe from the road. Is that information that that you get into with them or the surveyor or or what?
1: Usually like planning and zoning would would cover that. And okay. um, I would also recommend maybe talking to like the lake district because sometimes they have these lake districts that will set certain rules. Um, we're finding not, not so much with the building site, but the purpose of the build, right? People want to use their, their new cabin for, uh, recreation 50% of the time and then rent it out as an Airbnb. And and they might say, no, sorry, no Airbnbs on this lake. So, um, the, the zoning as well as those lake associations would be the important people to talk to.
2: Okay. Now you, as a realtor, could you assist a buyer to get into the, you know, touch with the proper people? Like, could you pass that information on to them and say that these are the ones you need to talk, you know, call and talk to about that.
1: Yep, absolutely. So we, we try to assist, but we don't want to ever. I mean, just kind of a CYA. We're never saying like, hey, yep, you're yeah. good. You're good to go. And then they're <laughs> like, hey, I thought I thought this was OK. You, my realtor said so. <laughs> right, so yep. right. um, it's not our decision ultimately, but we do want to we do want to make it easy. I'm not just going to say, yep, you're on yeah. your own. You got to you got to figure this out. We're going to put them in touch with the right people.
0: You mentioned Lake Districts. Um, you know, we also are looking for information like HOA, um, architectural guidelines. Um, you know that that might um, change the way the home looks, or how many square feet they want, or you know how many levels it has to be. Is that information that you can get them in contact with, or get them, or do you reach out to the?
1: Yeah, sometimes the it is included in the uh, associated docs. We call it with. Um, with the listing, so we'll, we'll look at that. I can talk to the other agent that's listing it and say, "Hey, do you know anything about this can you can you send us these these files?" And they do that so yeah, that makes it a lot easier for our clients
2: talking about associate docs, I guess what are some some of those documents that might come that you know a, a buyer might say, "Hey, do you have these on file because a lot of customers, when they come to buying land, maybe they 've never bought property before they 've always just bought an existing home, and so they don't know the proper documents to maybe ask for are, are there certain ones that are kind of the normal you know that hey you should ask if these are on file or not
1: yeah so sometimes it would be a survey um, if they've done a, a survey you'd get a certified plot map and then you'll always get a vacant land disclosure report where they the owner goes through and it's you know hundred hundred 100 questions are there abandoned storage tanks on the property is this part of uh, a dnr you know wetland maybe and so they just answer yes no or does not apply to the property and it kind of gives you a cue are there any easements things like that that we want our clients to be aware of so the survey um, the real estate condition report or the vacant land um, condition report and then um, any covenants maybe or like lake association things like that they'll throw in there sometimes
0: um, I, you mentioned a little bit before about utility costs or costs associated, I should say, with the property. Um, what are some of those things uh, that that uh, might come up that might cost more or you need to think about uh, when you're purchasing a piece of property like utility stuff?
1: Yeah, so um, internet cable, right? Is that, is that on your road or are you going to be getting Elon Musk Starlink to, mm-hmm. to get your internet? And is that important for your job as well? Um, if you're work from home, I, I've had a lot of people that don't buy land in certain areas because cell phone coverage isn't great or, um, or they don't have internet yet and they're going to have to spend a crazy amount for, for Starlink. Um, so there's that. Um, the, we talked about the perk test already and the different costs associated with you know how well the land perks out. Uh, holding tanks versus a mound system versus a conventional septic are all going to be very different. Um, you might be buying in an area that already has sewer and, and gas, and so that that's going to be a cost savings for you at that time. And then also depending on where your house is being built, and and that comes you know you guys come into play there with the design. If we're a hundred feet off the road or, or a quarter mile back in the woods, the the price just keeps going up every 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 foot. I think past. I think maybe 75, 90 feet or so, each, each area is gonna be different, but that, that price to get electricity to your house is gonna keep going up and up.
0: Yeah, and those are all things you, you may not, I mean, you gotta think about, but you may not know right from the beginning, um, you know, th- those, those costs associated with the property. Um, and, and like a septic system is gonna help, or not, I shouldn't say help, but we're gonna have to design around that too. Um, you know, we're gonna have to have certain setbacks from, from a septic system or the septic field and from a well, um, you know, and that's going to come back into the survey. I, I think um, a survey, if if you're on a tight piece of property, if you're on a lakefront property, if you're on a mountain property, you know, something with some very, you know, large changes in elevation, I think that's a key, key piece of information, key thing to have for a client. Uh, we're going to be able to take that survey then and, Import our design into that survey so now we can see how those grades are hitting the home. Are we going to need to tuck that home into the hill a little bit and put a retaining wall around the garage or whatever it is? Um, a client I was just emailing this morning, we have a 35 foot max height we need to maintain. Um, so that survey is going to be a key piece of information to have. Um, again, it, it's a cost that might be incurred when you, you know or may, maybe the seller is, is offering that, um, but it could save you thousands down, down the road in design fees and um, you know extra concrete costs, like you mentioned, John. So um, all those things come into play um, when, when purchasing a property. And, and I think you mentioned it a number of times, having a specialist, having somebody in your corner to, to think about all those things is super key, super important. Mm-hmm. In this area, what kind of property are you seeing
2: be the hottest type you know selling is it larger acreage is it lakefront is it kind of just a mix what do you
1: yeah I I think people want the lakefront and they want the probably that 20 to 40 acres um the bigger parcels 100 acres it's it's a little bit harder you you as the price goes up you lose the amount of people that can afford to buy it and so then um you just your your pool of buyers shrinks so you, you put a 10 acre, 20 acre parcel out in the country; it's gonna, it's gonna go instantly. That's right.
2: And we're seeing a lot of customers now. I think, and maybe you see, being from the realtor side, where a lot of the good lakefront properties are bought up and built on. So now customers are actually buying those old homes, tearing them down, and building new homes on. Have you seen a lot of your clients put in offers that way, or?
1: Yeah, personally, not yet. Okay. So, um, but I. I have my, my grandma has a a cabin on a lake up north and there's been several several houses that have you know they bought two houses tore them down and then the little the little cabins become a big <laughs> a big uh big mansion on the lake yeah yeah
2: and i guess things for people to think about there just from my experience anyway is can they rebuild outside that footprint or do they have to maintain the existing footprint stuff like that so maybe that's things they could talk to their realtor and and see if they can figure out
0: yeah
1: and even maybe to it 80 years ago was the cabin built closer. And now when you tear that down, now you gotta, gotta be back. that 75 back further. Right.
0: No, we, we run into a lot of those scenarios on lakefront properties. You know, I mean, we're here in the, in the upper Midwest, we, we deal a lot with lakefront properties, you know, and, um, every municipality is a little different. Sometimes you can take the average. Um, you know, I did one just south of here on a little lake south of here, and we were able to take the average of the neighbors. So that pushed that home closer to the, to the property than they expected, so that was key.
2: Another value to working with a local agent is is really figuring out maybe what's what the future holds for that land, like what's what's the development look like in the nearby area? Um, could you kind of touch a little bit on, on some of that information?
1: Yeah, right, with, with urban sprawl, you know, you might have a, a beautiful five acre lot um, for the next five years and then all of a sudden they build cabela's and you're staring at a parking lot um, you know in in 10 years which wouldn't be good so i think it's really important to not only work with your your local agent but i like to go and talk in the community and and find out uh you know what what's going on what what is the plan right um three weeks ago we were down in madison looking at some property and it was a long drive for us and we stopped at a local tavern to have a burger and a beer and talking to the bartender she actually turned us away from the property. So she started telling us about, you know, the crazy neighbors and, and some of the other stuff that was going on in the politics in that area. And, uh, my buyer just was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. That was enough. And that's all he needed to hear about the property. So it really is important to, um, not only again, work with that local agent, but fi- do some research, you know, talk, talk to people that are in the community, talk to people that maybe are on that Lake or in that subdivision and find out what's, what's going on. What's, What's going to be in this meadow you know a couple years from now is this um is this a protected area is this dnr land that's never going to be built on perfect or or could this be bought up and turned into a walmart
0: so nate i think i think one of the main points you hit here is working with a local representative somebody uh, is an expert in their field like a land specialist a realtor Um, you're located in in central wisconsin uh, but no matter where a client is building i think it's a great idea to reach out to that local expert Uh, If somebody is looking to to reach out to you, Nate, how do they get a hold of you quick?
1: Yeah, we can uh, go to nexthomepriority.com or give me a phone call at 715-347-4247. Awesome.
0: Well, Nate, we appreciate your time today coming in and uh, given all the background that you've learned over the years in your field, certainly appreciate it. I hope our clients learned a lot too.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Imagine
2: a life where your home is a work of art, where nature and luxury embrace with a custom Golden Eagle
0: log and timber home. Our expert team is here to guide you every step of the way.